Hey guys, Vincent again with episode two of Drive By. Um, once again, if you're new to this random podcast that you stumbled upon, hoping to find something intellectually stimulating, and and that's honestly my goal. I, I I'd like to think that I'm factually correct about a few things, uh, opinionly, like opinion-wise, uh, some people can identify with my thoughts and my feelings because. Well, I, I just enjoy that. I, I enjoy uh, discussing things with people who disagree with me the most, and I enjoy discussing things with people who agree with me um, to to a lesser degree because you know you kind of get tired of hearing the same thing over and over again, uh, as it's called, you know, the echo chamber. Uh, it, it gets pretty loud in there. So um, I, I have a kind of a a, a, a very interesting topic to talk about, I think. I want to talk about, with my last episode, you know, tensions between Iran and the United States, I would like to talk about something that is is in all, and I could be proven wrong because Murphy's Law, anything bad that, you know, can go wrong will go wrong. But, for the sake of this podcast, for the sake of my very busy mind, what would it take for Iran to invade the United States and see a total defeat of the United States. What would it look like? What do I think they would need to do? What what would have to happen? So, first of all, that is kind of a ridiculous statement to say, am I right? I mean, we're I'm an American. Most of you listening are probably American. The thought of our and let's be be honest here, be a little, you know, introspective here. Our empire collapsing, and not only that, but us being invaded, us being occupied by another country, the very, the, the very thought of that boils the blood, uh, the, the, our founding father's blood that is, is, is coursing through our veins right now, if you're not an immigrant, if you're, you, you know, well, we're all immigrants, but that's, besides my point, you, you get what I'm talking about. Well, let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. What what would that look like? Well, first of all, I want to assure everybody that that is, even if we were to be defeated soundly in the Middle East, if we started a war with Iran, it would literally be impossible for them to invade the United States. Now, some people are already whipping out their, their uh, you know, Japanese admiral quotes talking about there's a gun behind every blade of grass. Some people are thinking, well, uh, we still have plenty of military here in the United States, uh, air bases, naval bases, ships, guns, all that good stuff. And what I want to say is, and I want to talk about is, is I want to, first of all, and this is, this is going to come back to something very important. Why did Napoleon and Hitler and this is a, a, a landlocked nation, but why did they fail at invading Russia? Why during all of the course of World War One, although technology advanced incredibly, there were new tactics, there were the soldiers, they had the manpower, why could neither side, the Entente Force, the Allied Force, as some people would like to call them, and the central powers, Germany, 
Uh, why could no side deal a decisive blow enough to end the war at any point in time? And I'm, I'm about to tie it all back to you. It's logistics, supplies, communication, and transport that I firmly believe wins wars, especially in the 21st century. Um, what I'd like to talk about is, and I really wish that I, I might do another recording for another segment at home when I have a computer and I can look up this information, but I do know for a fact, and I do not know the war game's name, I do not know the general's name, so please forgive me if I've stimulated your mind and now you want to know all about this, and I have failed to provide that quote, that, that, that statement that you need. Here, here, here is this. Here's this information. Process it. Do with it what you want. But there was a United States general who, for a war game, was pitted against other U.S. generals in a scenario much like we're seeing today. The United States versus Iran. And what we saw was a complete military victory for the general who was representing Iran. What happened? Well, hypothetically in the situation, Iran had acquired a nuke. They EMP'd the entire battlefield and the United States was completely blind. You might as well have ripped and gouged the eyes and ripped off the ears of the United States military because without all of our satellites, electronics, uh, communication equipment, with, we, we've almost gotten rid of almost all radios and, and, and other means of communications in our modern 21st century military. What then occurred was basically, and, and, and what it was, was a back-to-the-basics, no-nonsense plan of attack. And it worked, and it worked flawlessly. I would honestly, I don't even care if this blows up, I'll speak into the void if I have to, about the brilliance of this general and the glaring flaw in the United States military. And that was... For this instance, communication. What that led to was a breakdown in the chain of command and supply structure that the United States military has since World War II, and honestly probably even before that, have has not had to worry about at all. We are a global presence. We have allies in almost every corner of the world. We have supplies, we have resources, we have logistics. But what happens when you can't utilize those? What happens when we go blind? Then it's up to boots on the ground. It's up to the individual soldiers and generals to win the battle, win the fight, win the war. What happens when you cut off the United States from their shipping supplies, from their communications. Now, many would argue that, hey, the United States soldier, the United States Marine, they just kick ass. We don't lose battles. We don't even take casualties. I know for a fact that I wince every time I watch a war movie and I see a single, highly, uh, you know, underrated, undeveloped, casualty in a war movie because you know those are all 
they're, they're, they're not what they actually are. They're not what they actually represent. And I feel that most people also feel that way. We do not like to see our boys in blue, not our boys in blue, uh, that, that would be cops, uh, you know, our soldiers dying. We don't even like to think about that. It's the reality. But back to my point about this whole war game, the reason why Iran, who's on the bottom of the list of people we need to be worrying about right now, the reason why uh, the bigger picture Russia or China cannot ever invade the United States, and I do mean ever, is they do not have the logistical transport to get enough excuse me, Russian or Chinese troops into the United States long enough to make a difference. You saw in the movie Red Dawn, you know, uh, Spetsnaz flew in on, you know, unmarked civilian, kind of like they did in Afghanistan. I like what they did with that. Unmarked civilian airliners and airdropped troops in key locations. And in this scenario, in this world, they were able to cut off and hold key points until they could get the bulk of their forces there. That would be in the real world, I believe, firmly utterly impossible to do. You would have to transport thousands, hundreds of thousands of troops, supplies, ammunition, even if you raped and plundered uh, you know, uh, supply-rich areas. Let's say they managed to capture the port of New Orleans without any structural damage to the docks, to the food supplies, to the roads, you would still have the entire force of the, you know, you have so much, not only would you have to get enough troops in there to occupy major metropolitan cities, major suburban areas, and even the countryside, you would have to have land enough forces continuously. It could not just be all at once. You would have to throw the full weight of your plan on it would have to be rapid too, expanding, infiltrating, and setting up OPs, bases, military installations in such a rapid form that the United States could not answer fast enough. And I just don't think that's possible. The Navy now, China has been doing a pretty good job of ramping up, beefing up their 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 Navy. Russia, I don't even want to say they really have a Navy. You would need a. You need to defeat first of all the the biggest hurdle for these countries to involve and 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 again I I'm not talking about Iran right now but but what I want to illustrate is is if Russia and China can't do it, Iran will never do it. They will never do it. The only attacks on our soil that we would ever see would be isolated terrorist incidents. Maybe a full scale, you know battle between United States police, National Guard, and maybe if they, they, they smuggled in, you know, a couple thousand Iranian Royal Guards, you would see some damage. But as far as us as a people worrying about being invaded, being taken over, I would like to, to illustrate that, and I do not have the time to do all of it, go through the numbers, go through the you know, facts and figures, uh, that we would ever be invaded by another country. 
And that's kind of my final thoughts on the scenario. I know this was a little bit shorter. There's no real structural integrity to these. But I'm home. Uh, I want to enjoy my, my few hours off before I have to get up early in the morning and go back to work. I'm sure you all know how that feels. And uh, eat some dinner. So thank you all for listening listening again. Uh, hopefully I'll do more of these. Or uh, if you're some people, hopefully I will never do this again. But either way, I, I welcome and cherish uh, lending me your ears. Uh, stay safe. Stay blessed. And uh, have a good day.